they went like full and we're live force. sorry oh, to cut okay. you off there buddy <laughs> no i didn't know we were <laughs> welcome to hot okay. takes what's going so on clearly we got the energy <laughs> hello me, young Shira, oh hi and skeleton, uh, so skeleton lipstick a pleasure and, and a pleasure and an honor to be here a pleasure Indeed. and an honor and a pleasure and honor to have all of you here our regulars and our first time viewers as you know hot takes is the internet's only podcast and of course, it's dedicated not just to videos. No, no, it's the internet's only podcast. You heard it here first. The only podcasts on the internet. Only guys. podcast on the Don't, internet. Except no imitations. Ah, <laughs> uh, the only one. Um, we uh, we of course invite you here every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we invite you to participate. Blow that chat up with your arguments, your debate topics, your thoughts, your geek out your sessions. Be 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 sure to ask questions. Be sure to clue us in about audio levels. Uh, thoughts on uh you know give us that broadcast. passion yeah feed keep, off keep us in the loop uh just give keep us in that mind. passion our biggest and most important person here tonight is our acclaimed guest syllabus but the what second most important person is you guys so thank Ooh, you we're honored so to have you well here said um if you can drop a link uh on your twitter your facebook your your uh, youtube uh, any any social media you have invite a friend uh help us help us grow the the hot takes fandom um we're going to start our show off tonight with a uh, selection of recommendations, courtesy of the good doctor, mm-hmm. Skeleton Lipstick. What should we be listening to, Skelly? Uh, I guess the first thing I'm going to recommend right now is um, a new, it's a new album, but I guess it's more of a, a rework album than anything else. Uh, it's for one of my favorite artists, which is a, a Zero Trash Wave. Nice. And uh, they have an album called Fear, which is a bit of a um, sort of a deconstruction and rework. Oh, is that rework. the Zero Ray artist? Yeah, correct. Yeah, awesome. Zero ray. Sorry, zero ray. Zero. I know. I'm, yeah, zero ray. I want, zero I just want ray. to make sure we're talking about the same person. And sometimes, you know, I remember it was initially that, and then it's zero ray now. But either or, or maybe it's always been. The point is that the album Fear, which I believe is a deconstructive work of the album You Should uh, Fear What You Created, is out now on My Pet Flamingo, on cassette and Shout CD. Out my pet and um, they're one of my regardless of what of whether uh, what they keep calling themselves it changes once in a while they're definitely one of my favorite artists I've been following them for a long time but uh, it was called Zero because that's the English portion of the uh, of their name so right. Zero Z-E-E-R and then the number the numerical O uh, or Zero that is to say is one of my favorite artists to pay attention to because every one of their albums sounds incredibly different and this one's no exception uh, sounds like a, a nightmare uh, to me, but in a really that fun awesome. way. Well, it is really fun. It's basically because it keeps right kind of like alley. changing and the way that the environment of music continues to change sort of leads you deeper into like almost this level of confusion that feels like a nightmare that's sort of continually changing its shape around you. But, you know, you're experiencing this nightmare within the safety of your headphones and you right. can appreciate it rather than get lost in it. But you know, it's interesting it's to kind of step outside. Long. No, it's fun to step outside things. So it's like almost like when we watch a horror movie, you know, you're stepping outside and watching it and you can experience the thrill of it without having to be, you know, within the safety of your living room, right? So it's right. kind of a similar concept to me with uh, listening to this album. It's like, well, I do feel like I'm in this world where I'm stuck in kind of a bit of a nightmare, but I'm experiencing it from my headphones and I can appreciate the sound textures and the effort and work that goes into it. And, uh, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of Zero and um, big fan of their big fan of their artwork and a big fan of their music in general and kind of just a big fan of them as an artist because they just kind of fascinate me. I like their process. I like the way their mind works. 
So every time they come out with something new, I'm just really interested. This is just a an artist who I just am really interested in general in the way that their mind works. I, I have a lot of respect yeah. for them, and uh, a lot of respect with how for how they interpret the world. So I always love to to see what they have out, sure. and this uh, did not disappoint whatsoever. So like I I highly recommend, you know, Z- Zero is kind of an artist's artist. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, they they. They don't have um, like the, the biggest following, I think, from like the general population. But I will tell you right now that like every all the really all the artists very much respect this person and their their process and their music and their art. Too. Yeah, they are. They're really they phenomenal. And I would song. love to see them get a bump in their uh, popularity. And um, they shout wrote one of my shout zero, who also wrote I think like one of my favorite songs of all time actually on um, they have an album called Black Magic from 2019 and there's a song on that album called like Smokescreen which okay. is just sort of like really interesting like like uh, it's almost like kind of like 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 slow black metalish but vapor mm-hmm. and it's uh it's one of my favorite songs ever written it's called Smokescreen by Zero oh, yeah. and uh like um yeah, like Lux me and Wendy. It's me and Wendy's like one of our guys. favorite songs of all time. Is that the one that was <laughs> like, in your story? It's the one that was in my story. Yeah, yeah. It I fucking. Cool. I will put that song on. I'm gonna. That's another piece. I'm gonna just recommend that song, "Smoke Screen" by Zero. Like yeah. I'll put that song and I'll listen to it like five times in a row. It sounded pretty dark. <laughs> it's amazing. It's one of the best songs I've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song so much. So you heard it on um, Zero. And I guess like another another. Um, Another artist that I guess I want to shout out, another album I want to shout out, is this um, artist uh, called uh, Everything, and they have an album out right now called The Lovers, and it's okay. a deeply, deeply, oops, um, it's a deeply, deeply romantic uh, listen, very, very sensual vaporwave, very, 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 um, as I mentioned, romantic and very sensual, as I just said as well, really just feels like... Um, Oh, I don't know, like just like a very intimate, intimate uh, times with someone you love, intimate times with uh, feelings that are uh, deep and important to you and kind of guide the way that you you feel the presence of someone that you love. And I'm a big fan of this album. And also the fucking art direction for it is phenomenal. I think there's a few copies of it left. Um, let me put up a link for that. But if you haven't checked out The Lovers by Everything, I guess there's like kind of some like Barber Beats sort of vibes to it as well but oh, this one's like really well, fucking special we're talking sounding. to the inventor Not... today oh yeah i know right i agree completely how how uh fitting let me see if you can find the link thanks for this chaser one. wave they posted the link already did they oh really the, uh the band camp oh yeah they did yes they did uh-huh it's pretty phenomenal like art direction for this album too in my opinion and um i've been been really enjoying listening to it and it's puts me in a pretty like relaxed and uh and sexy mood every time i do gotcha. so yeah that's another recommendation for me is and then the last recommendation let's do a non-vaporwave recommendation for my yeah. last one um and uh, i guess my last recommendation is going to be um this album by uh uh, uh it's a uh, it's a ra- uh, album by um rx nephew called uh, on the run from area 51 part two it is sort of like this really fun and um stream of conscious sort of insane rap album <laughs> I, yeah. I had heard about it because the the slime wire guys were talking about it uh a few oh yeah shout out slime wire the other uh, shout out slime wire. On the internet um for sure the other one the other one there's only two guys <laughs> no uh so shout out slime wire but they had recommend they had, they had a lot to talk about with uh they were talking about uh rx nephew and um 
and RX Poppy, and I I had never heard of them before, but they were saying that this is like a lot of, like some of this like is in the same vein as uh, some of the uh, cloud rap from I love that shit. As you know, I, yeah, absolutely, I love as well. And, and you you definitely, man. I remember you talking to Chlorine Mist about very that much so a lot, very much so. You're you're a much bigger you and and the Signwaker guys are much well, bigger. Well, if you like Witch song. House, I mean, it's it's adjacent yeah. very much so. You got you, you guys at you and and Chlorine Mist and the Slimewire guys are much bigger experts on that than me. But like, I've definitely like gotten some playlists uh, from you. And uh, I think actually Tritone as well from Slimewire. I remember a long Sick. time ago he sent me a, a, play, a playlist of some stuff. So it's great stuff. But this is kind of in the vein of it. But I don't know. These guys are a little <laughs> like they're kind of they're really crazy. And they de- definitely have like a little bit more of a uh, of an interesting, more dangerous background as well. But that our RX nephew album, like I listened to it, and it's just like stream of consciousness, RX line after line after line of like crazy, um, crazy rambling half so half the time. Like Damn. I feel like it is. I love it. It's very exciting. I feel like, uh, oh, Slimewire's in the chat right now. Good to see you guys. Nice, Respect. nice. What's up, nice. Slimewire Rick? What's up, guys? We got um, yeah, but anyway, too. like, um, anyway, um, I feel like a crazy person after I listen to that album in the best way possible. Like, I'm nice. like, oh my god. Like, I like literally feel like I'm a rambling person on the street. It's an outstanding album, and like, so I'm just like fascinated. Type I'm just experience. Fa- I don't know what to call it, but like right. it's definitely very fresh, and it's it's refreshing to hear this sort of like it's unbridled, and like there's it's just like there's no um, there's no like uh, uh, what's the word like uh, like what's the word you know like the thing that stops us from saying everything you know what's what's a good word for that like you know we we I'm talking about know, hyperbole. No, like, no, I'm saying in general, like you have a thought, but it obviously gets filtered. You say something, then what's completely in your, your mind, like super ego. No, I don't want like a just like a you know like your barrier like the thing that stops you from saying crazy things all the time like you know anyway it's like that's gone you know that barrier that stops oh that stops uh, you your inhibitions just... okay yeah sure there's yeah. like it's like inhibitionless like lyrics like it there's like no inhibition to the lyrics like every crazy thought you could possibly think of is just gonna go into this song and it just like it's crazy and that whole album is just it's so, I have a great time listening to it hell yeah and I listen to it like almost every week now so anyway um, bro. Yeah, this would be you my You should be writing yeah. music reviews. Very well Ooh. said. You. Me? Me? Yeah. I fucking, I'm just kind of amazed you never that. did. It was me that did all that shit. No, I don't know, man. Everything I say is just off the top of my head as I think of it. Well, you're like, you're I have a few albums I want to talk about. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that I, that I am, sir. <laughs> so y'all heard yeah, it here okay. on Hot Takes, and thank you, Lux and Indy for um, and uh, who else? There was one other person, Chaser Wave. Thanks for helping post the links to those three recommended albums. Before I go into our hot take today, thank you, Doctor, for the recommendations. I want to, um, I almost forgot, I want to thank a couple people. I want to thank um, Discoholic. Uh, Discoholic has helped me quite a bit recently on the show uh, with technical aspects. I want to thank Indie Advent, Talented as always. <laughs> He's amazing. Indie Advent, thank Talented you always for, for recording. Um, Lux and, um, and DS Dude, thank you for the technical difficulties, the help with the uh, post production as well. Um, and I just want to remind everybody, um, we have uh, a, uh, a new command feature that uh, Discoholic has helped me set up, which I will now demonstrate by typing in the chat. Exclamation point donate brings up a link to a uh, donation page, which is entirely optional, not mandatory in any way whatsoever. <clears throat> but if you like hot takes and you want to support your friends, uh, you know, Skelly and Shiro, help us upgrade our equipment, help us commission your friends for content and art, and music and ads and logos uh we give right back to the community 
uh, by uh, by putting all donations straight back into um, equipment uh, and uh, and commissions. I want to thank uh, uh, Patch Notes for uh, for donating last week. Thank you very much, Patch Notes, for your help. Uh, and of course, donations courtesy of Groovy Kaiju, uh, Soft and Replica. Shout out Patch Notes in general, and please listen to Patch Notes if you're not yeah. listening to Patch Notes because that's it's really good. It's <laughs> yeah. really really dummy really good. good music. <laughs> dummy shout dummy out good. Patch Notes. Hope you're in the chat these days, right? So thank you guys for 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 helping grow the community, and uh, and if you want to donate, uh, exclamation yeah. point donate. Um, just trying he's always trying to do something that's incorporating a lot like you can tell this 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 person loves shoegaze music and wants to incorporate that into what they do and wants to do it differently you know what i mean like doesn't they're wanna, so like, smart and well-spoken and sweet too just all around great have, person. oh absolutely that person like when you speak to them there's like a lot of sincerity and emotion behind what they do and like you know, this is a this person is this, a, this person's for real. You know, when they like are putting like their music in and they're putting their emotions into their music, that's really there. That's a real thing with that. You know, good shit. Like, Thank you, Lux. Totally for authentic, authentic person. Y'all listen, know? repost, and buy patch notes. Work, please. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll into today's hot take, uh, which is a, a courtesy of some recent life experiences. Oh. A little bit anecdotal. Uh, bounce this off you. See what you think. See what the chat thinks. Um, so the vaporwave scene is. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. The vaporwave scene is is uh, unique in that there are a lot of artists that have varying degrees of anonymity, and it's um, one of the only scenes that I've experienced where everybody, not everybody, but many people, kind of have a screen name of sorts. And when you meet up with people IRL or you chat with them online, you slide into the DMs. It's it's always a little dicey to figure out if people want to be addressed by their screen name or their real name, right? Obviously, there are, there are people that are that are very anonymous, and that's that's easy. Just if you know their real name, don't refer to them by it. But it's kind of a courtesy. It's it's etiquette. Something I've always not been particularly good at, but it's it's something that I've learned as of late is etiquette to just ask people in this scene, or just in general, probably anywhere, but especially in this scene, do you want to be referred to by your screen name? Or do you want to be referred to by your given name? Because some people get super weirded out when you call them by their first name and they don't know you like that or vice versa. Like I get called Shiro all the time by people I've never met before. And it's it's cool. It's a little weird. Like you can call me Isaac if you meet me IRL. And I hope I hope I do meet you all IRL. But just a, a, I don't know, don't know what you think about this, Chris, but I'm, in, I'm interested in knowing. Uh, of course, it also goes without saying, learn people's proper pronouns and, and commit to remembering them. Um, one thing that Groovy Kaiju does that I kind of picked up on, it's the easy way out, but just use they until they tell you what their proper pronouns are. Uh, that way you can't fuck it up, right? Use gender neutral terms like folks, y'all. Um, but but especially, what do you think about the um, screen name versus real name uh, topic, Chris? Screen name versus real name topic. Um, I mean, have you ever had somebody call I, you Chris that you've never met and it weirded you out? Or, uh, oh, hey, that uh, DJ Sugar C's here. What's up? Yeah, what's up, Chaz? Um, do I ever get weirded out? Uh, no, I'm a public figure. You can call yeah. me whatever you want. No, that's fine. I, I know, you know, I am, I, I'm. Skeleton lipstick is always with you. So you True. Can call He's me always with you. you want. I'm always around. Uh, I'm always with you. You can call me Chris. You can call me. Ske- I, I like being called Skelly. I think Quiz was the first one to start doing right. that. And I thought that was fun. I, I like that. 
Uh, and and I like Shiro. Doesn't but... wear me out, but I'm also maybe a bit more of a. I'm more of a fucking extroverted, gregarious figure in general, and I'm pretty comfortable with that. So I guess True. it's different for other people. I mean, I don't know. I mean, whenever I meet somebody, I call them by their artist name or their fucking Twitter handle. When people right. usually introduce them to, like, I met I met Sentient recently at the uh, okay show I did with in Boston. And such a wonderful person. Uh, shout out to Senshi. And I, it was a real pleasure hanging out with them and meeting them. Um, and, and I, you know, that's how people usually introduce themselves to me is by their... Uh, Thank you for the tip, Dexter. Uh, Much obliged. Their, their screen in, uh, their, you know, their, uh, their screen names or whatever. Because it's just, just the easiest thing, right? And then from there, you can call them, I guess, just tell you what they want to call, what they want to call them there. But I always start with that. Right. I know. It's, just, it's just how I know you. <laughs> it's how you know me, probably. I think it's probably just easier. Oh my God, Chase Mossy Frog Tapes. Thank you for the donation. Sorry, I keep interrupting. It means so much, you guys. I'm I'm glad that you're chill about it. I'm chill about it too. But but it has come to my attention there are some people that are that are just uncomfortable with that. So in an effort to always make my friends being called by what they're called by what they call themselves they're by un- what they're they're, they're given name. Oh, by their given name. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. just call them by their... They're on the safe side, name. right? The scene Yeah, needs... man, this shit's always weird. Like, this is, like, this, is, this shit's always weird. Like, there's all, all kinds of, like, strange forms of etiquette and, yeah, I don't know, secret handshakes that one must do when translating from the world of the fucking internet to the reality world. And, uh, you know, everyone's just doing their right. best to navigate that. Because it's fun to... It's fun, in my opinion, to join those two worlds. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the idea of the internet world and the and the physical realm um, having a conduit to each other. Like, it's it's it's, it's I like that a lot. You know, and uh, I think other people have varying degrees of comfortability with that. You know what I mean? But me, right. I'm 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 a traveler. I like moving between worlds. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, uh, I, lo- I I love all the different worlds. I enjoy traversing between them or amongst them, wherever they may be. And um, so I'm always, you know, whatever you go, whatever anyone's comfortable with, I'll fucking do. Don't care. People, if, you know. if I don't bring our esteemed guest on oh like, my God, right now, I'm going to get blown up in the YouTube get comments. fucking Lydia so, on right now. We've please. got Syllabus, an OG from the Vapor scene, oh, been in producing for like nine, probably more than nine years, but but at least in the Vaporwave realm uh, on Dream Catalog and on countless other esteemed labels. Um Splits with Luxury Elite and other noteworthy characters in the scene. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful time having Syllabus back in the scene. So and uh, one no. of the more outspoken, uh, hilarious, uh, just talented and overall enjoyable people to talk to. Everybody say hello to Syllabus. All right, go ahead and uh, unmute yourself. And hello, Take Slots. Take Slots. Okay, that's a new one. Slots. You I heard it on hot takes. It's <laughs> from the Discoholic episode. That what? Oh, yeah. That came from the Discoholic show? That came from the Discoholic? Yeah. You're right, it did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Damn, Wait, you see, are looking absolutely amazing tonight, by the way. Super fierce. It always looks fabulous. Damn. I mean, through all phases of Lydia, it's always been like fabulous. That's just like the common theme of that. Also, like On such point. a phenomenal energy, and like, w- like Damn, even this in chat the early days, up. even in the early days, like Silva is like the biggest 
cheerleader and supporter of people. You know, always a positive presence. It was always like a pleasure to like interact with them in the early days Absolutely. too. You know what I mean? But anyway, Syllabus is the third member happy to have of Neil Tears. Happy to have you here is what I'm saying, old friend. <laughs> if For those I mean, of you listening in on podcasting services, Syllabus has a beret, a black beret, a beautiful car- curly hair cascading off of their face, uh, a, a white foundation. I'm not very good at describing makeup, but uh, oh, the, well, very the makeup defined sort of like black very, cheekbones, well, it's, very it's gothy. Very, well, it's a very phenomenal sort of like almost like a new interpret, like a, a like a, an interpretation of like a Susie and the Banshee sort of like look. On yeah, the, uh, on Susie the Sue, or that one eighty sci-fi yeah. movie where everyone looks super fierce, but there's like an alien. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. That experimental film. I couldn't think of the name. Earlier I don't know today, what you're talking about, I but I really around. want to see it now. Uh, <laughs> Lydia has a really fierce, uh, like a uh, padded shoulders black dress with red. Um, in the lapel area and a spider web necklace. I don't know. You did a really good job taking a picture. But yeah. anyway. Anyway, sorry. We're saying. happy to. Liquid yes. Sky. Thank you, Tandy Laptop. Oh, Liquid, Liquid Sky. Sky. Oh, you Lydia got it. looks yeah. like she stepped right oh. out of Liquid Sky. Love Liquid Sky. Thank you, Tandy. Or like, a, or like a Derek Jarman film from like the late 70s or something, maybe. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, anyway, enough. Enough. What, Let's do you, talk. what do you think about what I had to say, Syllabus? Do you do you have a thought on that topic? Um, I mean, I think that part of it is like um, because of the you know the the shit that went down in the early days of the community. Um, a lot of people cling on to their privacy very much. I would say more so a bit than other um, like scenes around here. Um, around here, <laughs> um, but like at the end of the day, it's everyone's personal preference, and I think that it's best to like i don't know refer to them by their artist name until you've until you've like confirmed i think for me personally like when people call me syllabus i think like it's really weird to me because that's like i don't know it's not my name so yeah. everyone is welcome to just call me call me lydia like i don't lydia <laughs> perfect we appreciate your unique insight on that topic. I guess yeah. it's just about erring on the safe side and just making sure you mm-hmm. front that respect with people. Respect yeah, absolutely. Kind of thing, right? In general, within life, you know. <laughs> we stand, Lydia Silvis. Well, Chad, go ahead and blow it up with the questions for Lydia. I'm going to let Chris yeah. kind of start it off with those biographical right, sure. favorites that he likes to run with. But light yeah, it up. Well, Let's start with um, basically, you know, let's just start with your early days. What is the music that you initially connected to when you were younger? When you first started getting into music, when you first started getting into art, what did you find yourself drawn to? Before you even knew you wanted to kind of create yourself, I don't know, what was something that you were exposed to early that kind of made you fall in love with music, art, etc.? Um, um, so early on, it was uh, No Doubt. Uh, and the Beatles. Um, oh, wow. this okay. is when I was very young. Um, wow. We've talked so, on the show about the value of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah it, I I can talk all day about the value of the Beatles. We don't need to go there right now. But yeah, they're right. phenomenal songwriters. Like if you yeah. want to learn how to write music, like I don't know, man, listen to a Beatles album. Like you'll you you can take any Beatles song and like fucking strum that shit on guitar and you sing it in your own voice and do it yeah. in your own voice. Like, it's not like, like, if you took, like, a Rolling Stones song and started playing it, you're going to sound like the Rolling Stones. If you take a Beatles song, you'll sound like yourself. 
But you'll all of a sudden, like, I don't know, you'll start learning how to structure a song better. You know what I mean? I would say, like, don't take music theory. Just, like, play a Beatles album all the way through. Right. And then you can write music. I swear to God, you'll be able to write one. music. And you don't, you won't sound like the Beatles. You'll sound like yourself. But you'll be like, oh, like, I kind of have an idea of how, like, structure of the song works for, like, a pop song. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, okay. You know, like, oh, if I play the chords do 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 like this, like, well, that sounds pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's how a bridge maybe works. And, like, you'll write music. You'll write any kind of music after that. You can write any kind of music. But you'll have, like, this foundation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all I have to say about that. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah, like, the Beatles were really big for me when I was, like, um, I think, like, 8 to 12 or something. It's a um, nice time to be into it, you know. What right? I mean? like you grow. It's not like you, you grow past all this stuff, sure. But and like, then, yeah. like at the same time, um, I think a bit after the Beatles, I don't remember. Um, I was also super into Nine Inch Nails. Um, oh, so was I. I've talked a lot yeah. about that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, oh. Well, so, so Nine Inch Nails. Oh, no, I'm here. So actually, I want to yeah. talk a little bit about No Doubt and Nine Inch Nails for a moment. Because that's a really, you just, you naming those like three artists all together, like, I don't know, it's very interesting. It makes a lot of sense. Like, No Doubt, a uh, lot of stage presence, a lot of theatrics, you know what I mean? A lot of, um, a lot of energy, you know what I mean? Uh, so I could see, I could see like No Doubt being something you could connect with. You know, it's like one thing to have the Beatles be like, okay, this is nice, but it's not exactly even like the mu- music that was from my generation. And then when you're a little kid and you discover something like No Doubt, you see Gwen Stefani jumping around and like all the energy and the infectiousness of it. Like that's a pretty powerful thing to experience when you're young, you know? Yeah. True. Yeah. Like it, it was a lot of like really fun, bouncy music to have as a kid. And then I think mm-hmm. like, um, Nine Inch Nails influenced me a lot, I guess, in the realm of uh, sound design and what I really enjoy hearing um, mm-hmm. with all of the unique um, percussion elements, especially on The Fragile, which is still one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails albums, that and Pretty Hate Machine. Fox Dodge um, wants to know what your favorite Nine Inch Nails track is while you're on the topic. Um, it fluctuates. Um, it's... I would say right now it'll be I'm looking forward to joining you finally. Um, that one hits very close to home, and I just enjoy the like kind of odd time signatures in it. Very um, cool. Yeah, it's very. Um, it's just I don't know. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but after that, um, I started to. I think in like great this is gonna segue into like how I got into Vaporwave. I love um, it. Please. So yeah, in Go high school in like grade ten I started going on Bandcamp um and delving through the tags of um of like different genres and just trying to find cool stuff. So like Chill Wave. I found Vaporwave through Chill Wave um back in the early days. Mm-hmm. And um uh, what am I, what am I trying to say? Um, but yeah, the Bandcamp like tag search system really sucks now. <laughs> it does. Yikes. But back in the day, when like the internet idea of like internet music scenes started sort of bubbling up and brewing, it was just a fascinating way to keep track of what was going on. And you know, people would make new genres constantly, and you'd be like, which one's gonna stick? Right. Yeah. Which house? What's going to stick? You know what Remember I mean? Remember Slime now, Wave? Yeah, of course. I do. It was a Slime Punk, I thought. Slime Punk. I'm sorry. It was. Slime Punk. It was Slime Punk. moment. 
this is like that sort of like Tumblr days, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know, I couldn't think of a better, uh, you know, mascot for that time period than Tumblr. But then it was just like, here's all these ideas. Here's all these concepts. Everyone's trying to like take advantage of this new technology and this new way of distributing art and information. And what's gonna work, what's gonna not work, and how long before it gets so flooded that, you know, it can't be done like this again. You know what I mean? Right. And um, that was true. Like, you know, you could click on these different, like, band camp. Yeah, the tagging system to find things. And, and nowadays, like, people, there's just so many people just making up, you know, fake genres all the time or, or trying true. to create a new thing. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not the same, right? Can't possibly be. And now, um, you know, the other thing, too, is that I'm sure that there's a lot of corporations that are, like, involved themselves in this world now, too, and then just, like, kind of probably kind of guiding it like every time i listen to spotify now and i put on like the spotify like radio station after i listen to an artist i like i try and i wonder how many of these are like artists and how many of these are like studio projects that are possibly owned by spotify you know escape room do you remember that yes god the spotify genre yeah that was actually the genre that i had in mind um when you added or when you added when you tweeted um asking like how do how do people feel about genres oh yeah um, oh yeah but i was thinking of escape barber room. beats huh but you went with barber beats oh yeah oh barber beats just breaks in the cat like mm-hmm. <sighs> i mean i invented it so i would know but... true <laughs> shout out syllabus the inventor of barber beats on hot takes <laughs> if you listen to you guys need to go back if you haven't listened to uh syllabus's albums um they are phenomenal and groundbreaking in my opinion in regards to the sound textures and the entire vibes of the entire al- like it's it's so coherent the vibes of your albums and um it's just they just speak for themselves and they're just uh, and they and they hold up they hold up thank you. oh no Times. thank you they're so there's such a pleasure to basically uh, to listen to um you just had the eighth anniversary edition of uh july is that correct yeah yeah um sorry can you can you still hear me yeah I hear you. yeah okay cool you're coming through loud and clear uh, yeah i um i did that back in march yeah I because yeah. um i wanted to uh, well first that was uh while i was adding a bunch of my old album my other old albums to my band camp to just have everything yeah. in one place mm-hmm. um and so i just tweaked some like some mastering stuff some like just some instruments and stuff that were on um each like most of the tracks um mm-hmm. just to get it more in line with how i originally wanted it to be back back in the day yeah perfect yeah we got some Me, questions you? in the chat i want to catch up really quick uh the notorious okay. lo-fi yeah. wants to know when I have, Barbara I have to get to some more questions too but <laughs> do you um, actually the... have any serious intentions to make barber beats i do actually i do um exciting yeah i'm working I, well i mean i guess i started work on uh on one of them um on one of them on a track very <laughs> cool. um yeah i'm working on like a whole bunch of projects right now um, i love it yeah apparently something so... super secret too yeah so something i don't I don't know who sent that, so I'm not sure which which super secret thing is going on. Um, but um, yeah, I'm trying to put um, even more thought and 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I want to put more. I'm not, I'm not really sure what the word is, but I want to do more with the samples that I'm using, and I want, um, I want my songs to have more strength on, you know, like on on what I add rather than what the sample adds. If that makes gotcha. sense. No, no I that like makes, that. No, no, I love that, and it makes yeah. a lot of sense because that's kind of always the conflict with with the with the straightforward vaporwave producer, right? Is like. How do I work with the sample and then put myself into it too? That's always, and that's kind of almost what separates like the really great people at working with the, um, with the samples from, you know, people who are just sort of experimenting is like the people who really struggle with how do I put myself and what I'm feeling and my passion into working in this very specific format. You know what I mean? Like, you know, how do I continue to, to use the sample, but put myself into it? And like, how, what are the like, small Kind of like how ways? Dreams West used to. There would yeah. be a sample and, and then a melody that, that he would put over the top of it. Well, even if you don't do a melody, even or, if you're doing just this, no, no, you're just working with the sample specifically. Right. That yeah, almost yeah. makes it more challenging. And it does make it more challenging to inflect your personality into the into the project. You have to struggle with how you're going to tweak the sample a little bit, whether it be through the, whether it be through the sound textures or the effects or the portion of the sample that you're going to use or when you're going to cut it, when you're going to chop it, how long you're going to extend it for. Mm -hmm. And because like, it's a very difficult process to do that and to put your personality into it because you have a, you are, you are limiting the amount that you, that you will do. You know what I mean? And when you right. limit yourself and create certain rules for how you're going to work with something, it creates, um, it creates that struggle for the artist to, mm -hmm. to, to put themselves into it. So it's like, fuck the idea. You know, Take out the idea of uh, of putting any kind of synthesizer. Take out the idea of adding a lot to it, and start like taking this piece and like shaping it to be you. You know what I mean? And that's mm -hmm. like what a great vaporwave producer will do is like take that. And that's what Syllabus does, in my opinion. And so when you go listen to something like July, or maybe even like the Sunset Corp uh, uh, split that you did, uh, that was a while ago. You did like the Sunset Corp split, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was with uh, that was that's double date. That was double date. Thank you, double date. That's what it was. Or the um, or the you know, uh, the the luxury elite split. Obviously, I still yeah. remember when you guys were planning to do that, and I was remember being very excited even when you and Lux were talking about doing it yeah. in the on nights chats Hell that yeah. we used to have back in the day. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but that's the thing. It's like there's like I don't know. It's like a very like you know, you're a person who has like a lot of like emotion and sensuality and like it comes through in the music and it's just like there's like it's very like some some vaporwave can seem like kind of like very sterile or mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing you know and that, yeah. that's sometimes the point of it it is supposed to feel like an empty space or some vaporwave can feel very disconnected and that's the point of that vaporwave too it's like you're supposed to feel like you're in a world where you're disconnected but the syllabus stuff is like you feel like i don't know there's like there's like passion there's like you know you can feel like the the um Right. The warmth of the human body, you know, and like passion, and like kind of sex sure. sexual and sensual in syllabus music. And that's like a really wonderful thing. So you said you've been working to try and just get yourself, get, work with these samples to put more of yourself into it. Is that right? Yeah. I'm also working on like um, adding, like adding bass lines, adding like nice, more nice. kinds of like drums and stuff. Wonderful. Um, and really work on like my production techniques because um, I want to I want to spend more time working on what I'm working on like a because um, 
I feel like back in the day I would pump stuff out and like a couple like within a couple months um mm -hmm. and now in my adult life I can't really do that anymore if I do that I you know I'll forget things um you know and and, and it'll feel rushed and I don't I don't want to do that right. um and so um I'm really just looking to make things that I feel really really proud of hell yeah yeah well, you know it's, it's going to be good. That's a hard-fought battle. Yeah. Especially it's hard. when you run it's into, hard. like, writer's block and shit. That's the struggle yeah, of, like, artist's block. Every, uh, that's the struggle of, like, every, like, vaporwave producer who's been around for a long time is, like, all right, well, now, like, I'm progressing. My skills are progressing. Uh, what I want to say is progressing. My influences are progressing. And, like, oh, boy. And now, like, before it was, like, I wanted to get myself out there. I wanted to make my impact. And now it's, like, mm -hmm. well, I guess I kind of have made my impact. Well, how do I, like, maintain that? How do I do right. something different? Or evolve. It's a struggle. I think we all struggle with that. Yeah, I think um, something that's helped me a lot and um, like overcoming this has been pretty difficult. And it's part of why I, you know, haven't done anything in so long is like overcoming, um, like judging myself while I'm working on music. <laughs> like it's a if bitch, I'm, ain't it? yeah, if I'm like trying to, you know, work with a song and I'm like trying to add a baseline and I hit like a wrong note, for me, it's like, ah, oh God. Like, mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of, mm. I guess, a lot of anxiety around um, some like music making stuff, but, you know, gotcha. overcoming that and realizing that like making, you know, making mistakes and like making, th making stuff that doesn't sound good is entirely part of the process and it's a necessary thing to do in order to, you know, arrive at you know, something that you really, that you really enjoy. 110%. That's really good advice for everybody out there. That's beautifully put. Um, I think it's a nice thing to say to people because I think that, I think that we all feel that way. And, you know, it's good for people to hear that, to know that they're not alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, um, yeah. Like, I feel like, a lot of the time, especially with, um, I, I don't know if other people feel this way, but I feel like making Vaporwave on your own can sometimes feel kind of isolating. Um, just because, like, you know, you don't really get much feedback, like, while you're doing it. At least, I guess, unless you're streaming it. But, or if you have, like, oh, other yeah, people true. working in the room. But, um, it can be hard to, like, you know, listen to the same thing on your own and eventually it just starts to sound like yeah this is this is fine um or you know you don't really know if it sounds like enjoyable or not um and so that's why community is important um absolutely because, like you need you need other people in uh you know around you in order to get feedback and you know make make cool stuff i'm i think that you know, no one really makes, like, I I refuse to believe that anyone ever has, you know, made an album or made even a song, like, entirely on their own with no input from other people. I, I genuinely think that's kind of a myth. That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're probably right. Yeah. I think you're right. And, like, whether that's, you know, the input from other people is just them, you know, listening to it, um... Or like even you know just I, I don't know like like looking at the cover art or something that's a form of collaboration, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's 
that's really important. <laughs> How do you feel you handle um, criticism? Like when you post that work in progress, do I, you invite like brutal criticism or? I I like constructive criticism. I like when people phrase things like nicely when they're like, oh, I liked this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this could be changed a little bit. The sandwich. Bit. The sandwich, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of hard to say because like I, I don't I hope this doesn't come across as like um like me being full of myself but I don't get a lot of criticism like people don't you know say that to me when you're beyond reproach things. yeah don't go to rateyourmusic.com says warehouse great <laughs> I can't man <laughs> Lydia how do you I'm respond a, to people saying this is of shit that <laughs> they scare me they're so mean um, I see okay so this is actually a good topic because this was another factor that led me away from doing music for years was after Temple Stage Ooh. 01 blew up in that YouTube video that was like vaporwave songs okay. and their original samples and there are just like a bunch of comments on there being like oh Temple Stage 01 um this sucks vaporwave artists don't do anything um Damn. like lazy like shit like that and um I think, like, if if that kind of thing comes from, like, one person or, like, a few people, it's like, whatever, like, no skin off my back. But when it's coming from, like, when harsh criticism is coming from, like, a lot of people all at once, um, it's really, it's really hard because, yeah, you know, that you feel entire like you're thing. ganged up on. Yeah, and part of it is, like, it made me feel like, um, like I was giving Vaporwave a bad name by having done that song. Um... Yeah, because because of that, um, which I mean, obviously isn't true. Correct. Um, we we feel what we feel, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel like um, for a lot of people, vaporwave has been treated as kind of like a meme, um, and like you know, there are like ironic and joking aspects to it, as with any genre. But mm-hmm. I, I I've always taken it very seriously, despite what my my Twitter account might say about me. Right. Um, the music that I've made is very personal to me, so um, while, like, constructive criticism is good, and I and I like that, um, the, like, dogpiling stuff hurts me very deeply. Yeah. yeah, well, there's a right, just like you said, there's a right way to to offer constructive criticism. This sucks doesn't help anybody. Well, those people yeah. who are saying this sucks probably don't do much, and they're probably exactly. jealous that they didn't figure out how to do these kind of music first. You know, and they didn't figure out how to express themselves through these through samples the way that other vaporwave artists do. And also, you know, that's all they have. You know, so yeah. this, you have music that touches many people, and yeah. you have the respect of myself and so many others, right? And what does that person have? One angry comment, they go fuck themselves. Yeah, fucking suck. Damn. They're gonna do shit. Fuck you. you heard dude. It on hot like, takes. And Thank also, you. like that's like you know, what they did. They got on. They typed like fucking like seven letters like books you know okay whatever Fuck you. yeah you don't know shit <laughs> yeah and i mean like that's but as an of... artist we're very sensitive people even the toughest ones you know what i mean yeah at the end of the day like i know i'm pretty sensitive i'm pretty <laughs> like i'm like i yell and do shit and like i consider myself a little bit tough but i'm quite sensitive you know me too you know? Me yeah too. like quite i, I pop- I publicly try and be like tough and like oh yeah well know, yeah I mean I, I, I've use the humor you, I've kind of as a defense mechanism. Bo- I've seen you in the bodybuilding yeah. days so <laughs> I'm 
bodybuilding? They're coming back. They're coming back? Oh, yeah, wow. Once, once You've I never seen Lydia when she gets like, 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 has been like ripped before in the past. Wow, yeah. that's you fucking know? cool. You <laughs> know, like you should have, you should have seen that. You were friends with me, like back when I was in high school. That was school a long and time I, ago. I, I, sure yeah, when I, and I was, I had. Are we like, talking like equip level also... ripped, or huh? are we talking no, about like equip level? I would say it's like no. equip level. I mean, well, equip is like, like equip is is ripped, but like like there was some bulk, there was some muscles. I remember. Damn, <laughs> I didn't know I you remember. were. That's I, I respect like, that. Damn. Wow! Don't get in a fight with Lydia. No. no. Quick, uh, quick question from um, the chat. Warehouse Union oh, yeah. says, "At what point does this kind of sample-based music break free from the label of vaporwave?" Uh, I don't know. That's Do you know the answer to that? Are you qualified to answer that question? Have I you feel... ever thought of that question? I have. I have been thinking about that. About what makes um, something specifically vaporwave and what doesn't. Um, and I'm slowly coming to the realization that as more people, like, um, as more people get involved in this scene these days, um, sorry, uh, like the, the definition of what Vaporwave is, um, changes and it can be, you know, personal to whoever's making it. I wouldn't say that there was ever a, like, cohesive identity to it, um, especially around like uh the samples that are used um like if we go back to like earlier days stuff like on fortune 500 mm -hmm. like um like uh, hasha auto's dream box um the samples on that are like totally different and and the way that the samples are, are used too were totally were pretty different from um like other vaporwave that was being mm -hmm. made at the time at least in my opinion so when samples stop becoming vaporwave, I would say uh, I'm, I, I can't cop out and just say it's like individual to each artist, but I would say it kind of matters like how they're used. Um, Fair. And because like future funk is not not really vaporwave in in my opinion. Um, Can we put? Is that a hot take? That is a hot take. <laughs> You're done, ma'am. Just kidding. <laughs> That's um, a fair one. It's just like you know, like uh, like they they grew up together. Like July was um, I had a lot of influence from uh, Macross and and Mister Mister Bay himself um, on that. Like a lot of a lot of help with the production of the album. Very and, cool. Yeah, and um. I would say there's a bit of a gray area between them, but nowadays I would say that that uh, Future Funk is simply simply not vaporwave. Future <laughs> Funk is not vaporwave. I by uh, syllabus. I'll, I'll disagree. Huh? <laughs> I'll disagree. I'll say that it's. Uh, I think it's that's a stretch offshoot. too, personally, but I, I could you see. You guys it, can you know. think it's a stress, but I have like the most like liberal definition of this shit as possible. So, <laughs> that is like, true. You know what I mean? It's like, like an and, ethos uh, to this man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I like I I enjoy the idea of uh, of vaporwave um, being so able to be fucked with and twisted around to mean many different things. But it comes down, and I, I like to call it like a uh, I've called it a paradigm before. I've heard it, you know, as an mm -hmm. idea, as a um, as a concept. As so, I, I always saw it as a way for people to break free from the constraints of genre. You know what I mean? And um, 
you know, and the, the basic building block of breaking free from the constraints of genre is to work with a sample in the in in a, in a very simple fashion. You know what I mean? The the sixteen year old kid who takes a song he likes, finds his favorite part, stretches it, fucks with it, makes it his, is like the building blocks of vaporwave. And from the building blocks and that like sort of that kid and the way he sees music and his like weird taste and shit that doesn't match up to all his friends because he likes you know, nobody I've said it before, but nobody comes to Vaporwave first. Like you come to Vaporwave after you've like you're looking through all the different weird niche genres and music around and all the right, outside all the experimental and all the all the experimental shit. stuff. Like you're and then you're also like you're playing you're looking at all the underground scenes and you probably studied a lot of them and you could probably name like you know, if someone named a genre, you could probably be like, oh, yeah, like, I kind of know about that. It started at this era. The big artists from it are this. And my favorite one is this. But I didn't really identify with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't really who I was at the end of the day. So I had to check out another one. And then like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of know about this genre as well. This is another big, these are the kind of big artists from it. This is my favorite one. Exactly my thing anyway, either. You know, it was it was kind of me. All these under genres are kind of me. Where do I go? to express myself and you know I, I can't identify with all these other scenes I like them and I can see the, the importance of them and then they end up in Vaporwave you know what I mean you end up in Vaporwave and then you take a song that like it's like a city pop song that you know about you know the artist you stretch it and you slow it and you do whatever you want to it and like that that kid and his like his uh his inner world of like never quite fitting in with all the other genres and like wanting to express himself and like that's the building blocks of vaporwave and it starts with that with samples you know what i mean it starts with that and then from there i don't know you know people come up with different ideas you know what i mean and but the heart is still that kid stretching the sample you know what i mean so i have a very True. liberal fucking i call it a paradigm of a very liberal idea of what vaporwave is i include future funk in it because i just I just know that, that those kids started like that too. You know what I mean? For the most part, but I don't know. Other people kind of just come to Future Funk, I'm sure, and don't see the connection to Vaporwave. Yeah, it is like, kind of the world's most radio friendly. I'm sure. Version. I'm sure they do, but at the end of the day, like you can't help but get swallowed into it eventually. You know what I mean? Like every time I talk to a Future Funk producer, they can't help but get swallowed into the fact that they're Vaporwave and that they're involved in the scene, and because they, they all they're all they are all listening to DDS. They are all like listening. I just fucking played a show with a bunch of Future Funk people in Boston. I'm not future funk, you know, obviously, right. <laughs> but like they added me into it because like, you know, like, you know, it's like the pop of too, right? Like Mirno Tilde and like, you know, adds me into this show because, you know, he's in the scene. He you know, it doesn't they don't always realize it right away. <laughs> like well, I love to make I love to make them all realize it too. <laughs> it's fun for you me. You made me realize. Yeah, I love future funk music as well, and so anyway, but I but I but this is just me providing counterpoint, and I see what you guys are both saying too, though. You know what I mean? I can see that people might step into it and not realize what's going on here. In the same way that people probably got into like like fucking like less than Jake and didn't realize that they were into punk music. Right. Anyway, go on, guys. Uh, Chaser Wave has a really good one from earlier on in the episode that kind of dovetails. Um, is Echo Jams too scary for the average listener? I assume you mean Chunk right. versus Echo Jams Volume One, or, Chaser Wave. Or just he, they probably mean Echo Jams in general, like a bass, like the, that kind of vaporwave. Right. Okay, sorry. Even just even just the name, but Chuck Person's Echo Jams is the scariest music ever made. <laughs> Syllabus that. ASMR about Chuck Person's Echo Jams. Oh, thanks today 
we're going to listen to Chuck Person's Echo Jam. I hope you enjoy the tingly sensations of tracks B2, A3, A7, B9. Well, those are the those are the best the best that. ones. I don't know. I'll, I'll always be partial. Whatever. I'll always be partial to the Woman in Chains outro. But um, upon re-listening, <laughs> the album is not radio friendly at all. It's the quintessential experimental yeah. album within the scene. Yeah. Yep. No, I. It's honestly not an album that I revisit very much, but not because I actually think it's scary. That's just a joke that I keep that I keep harping on. <laughs> oh, you have a super fan, I guess. I, I was do? not. I was not privy to the joke. I thought they oh. genuinely were asking if it was no. scary music. I mean, I guess it is a little bit scary, but I think music should be a little scary sometimes. Yeah. The uh, the Demerol song can be pretty spooky. That's on memory. Is that? Is it that? Is that a memory? Is on memory, memory vague? vague? Is it? Yeah. Could be. Yeah, it might be memory vague, but I could. Be I may wrong. be. I may I be know. confusing. No, no. I mean, it's all around the same time. I mean, that's like how a lot of us kind of entered into this too was like just stumbling upon like angel or something like that you didn't finish telling us how you came to vaporwave yeah we actually did let's go back I, to that that's well that's what i said when i said well i still have some questions you're right on my so bad like, man why don't we just get back to that you said that you were on Bandcamp. you were clicking around with different tags yeah um i believe i got to chill wave first yes um, good and then i i'm pretty sure so I, I think I said at some point in another chat that Dreambox was my first uh, Vaporwave album, but I don't think it yeah. actually was. I think that um, I do think that Floral Shop was actually my introduction to Vaporwave. Um, gotcha. And and Dreambox was one of the first Vaporwave albums that I listened to. Who, who is Dreambox by, or is that the compilation of Dream Catalog tapes? Uh, no, Dreambox is 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 a Husha Auto. Uh, okay. Album Auto. on Fortune gotcha. 500, one of the really, one of the really early ones. Very cool. Um, and, um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure I found uh, Floral Shop through like the Vaporwave tag, like just going through, you know, like chill. Because there was a lot of crossover between Chillwave and was there Vaporwave not? in the early days. I miss those days. We yeah, talk about that a lot. Lux and I talk about that a lot. And Chris, of course. Between that. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody brought up Navigator on FunnyNet and like nobody batted an eye. And I was like, really, guys? But yeah, um, Floral Shop resonated very deeply with me and still does to this day. Um, I think that like song, like songs like, um, like, like, uh, Tsuki or um, or Chidi or um, I think the opening track I forgot what the title is. Um, those songs like that the, there's a lot of I can feel a lot of emotion in them. Um, yeah, and that's like that's important to me in in my own music is you know the emotion. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but yeah, so just from there, I kept, you know, going through the Bandcamp, like, page, like, tags, trying to find more Vaporwave to listen to. I think also right before I was into Witch House for a little bit. Love yeah. Witch Chris and I are I huge Witch House, Witch House still. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard Witch to find House, the good love... stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because well, a lot of people now do, like, Wave or Funk instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? you're right. 
And uh, but those are great as well. You know, I love those too. I I would uh, I I'm I'd love to. I'm trying to throw a wish house party in Philadelphia. Awesome! I would love to go to that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, yeah, that's around that grows up around the same time too. You know. Yeah. Um, Saturn Foo asked a long time back what your favorite Vaporwave album was. That's a very hard one. Um, Maybe you could name several. I will name several. So, like, I know it's like the generic answer that everyone says, like the the normie Vaporwave liker answer. But like, Floral Shop is genuinely one of my favorite Vaporwave albums. It's quite good. Um, another one is like <laughs> like Hit Vibes is also another one of my uh, favorite Vaporwave albums. Like a the lot first. Of Pop in future funk album. The first one, yeah. All the normies turned their heads and were like, "Now this I can dance to." Yeah, like the first time I listened to it, I like I cried because it's really good. It's really <laughs> yeah, good. It's really good. And I, like I still I still tear up listening yeah. to it because awesome. like it's so important to me. And like I was there for the for the tiny chat draw. I remember, I remember like, that. Oh, that's yeah. too cool. I, I, I remember like Ryan being like, "Yeah, I I played the Bates on Cherry Pepsi," and like being super proud of himself and that rule. It was amazing. Yeah, I remember his um, first Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm so annoyed because like I still remember him messaging me because like one of the things on the Kickstarter was like he's like, "I will remix one of your songs for you," and mm-hmm. like I, I was like I donated at that level, and Ryan had like messaged me back. He's like, "Hey man, love you." I would love to remix one of your songs. Just let me know. And like at the time, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get to it eventually. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I should really gotten. I should, I should have really followed up on that one back in yeah. the day. Um, yeah, a couple more of my favorites are Tuxedo Princess. Ooh. Oh my god, Topaz Ta- Gang. Um, we are this amazing. close to having the boys I on the show. I've been yeah. trying. I been telling telling Tom to re-release that fucking album. Because it's fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. and uh, I love Tom. And I hung out with Tom and his wife Charlie when they came to New York. It was right before COVID happened too, and they 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 came to New York, and like I met up with them. Me and, and my girlfriend Wendy, uh, we met up with them. We had dinner. It was a really fun time. We went to like one of those like immersive experiences where like you know like New York, it's like you go and like they're like you're gonna be in a spaceship and you're gonna walk around like you know this immersive experience. And I did that with them, and like Wendy and I like. Dropped a bunch of bats and walked around and kind of like, like Tom. Tom was <laughs> Tom was very like, he's like, are you guys all right? We're like, yeah, we're fine. We're we're chilling, man. You want some? He's like, no, we're all right. Did you drink? Think, like, um, we had a great time, and we got seafood afterwards. We got seafood afterwards, and uh, I love I love that guy. And then Tom also is really fun too because he's like from Northern Britain, so he like knows about like different slang. I've said this on the show before too, but he's like. He like does an impression of like the way they talk in like he oh, does the Scouser accent. Talk. The Scouser accent. It's like a lot. Like that's what it sounds like when he's talking. And then like, he's like, "I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get mortal." It's like, "What's mortal mean?" He's like, "That's what they say when they're gonna mortal. get drunk. I'm gonna get mortally drunk." And I'm like, "You are charming, sir." <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah Tuxedo I'm, Princess. Yeah, I'm saying more of my favorite albums now. Um, yeah, I, please. I, I remember at the time um, they were very adamant about not being called Vaporwave, and I don't know if that's still a thing because I like saw in their Bandcamp that they added the Vaporwave tag. But um, Deep Fantasy by Surfing was highly influential Beautiful. on me. Well, they didn't um, know they were Vaporwave. Like they just like that was the thing about back in the day is like you weren't sure if you were. You kind of thought you were, but you didn't know, and because yeah. like your, your your idea of what it was was very small. 
you, you, and like I actually had lots of conversations with um, with, uh, uh, with with a Penny back in the yeah. day about that. And Penny was like, I don't think we're vaporwave. I think these guys are kind of just ripping off uh, Ramona's thing. And and I'm like, no, nah, you don't know that you are. <laughs> You'll realize it eventually. But like, right. it's a whole thing. But you're right. They do yeah. understand that now. They get it. A lot of people just like we did. I would say a lot of people started getting that they were and they were involved in this world after after our friend Lux started yeah. making things and Shout because of Lux. all the respect we had for for her and all of the and all of her uh, contributions to supporting us, we're like, oh, we're in the scene and this scene is called vaporwave, you know, and it might grow to become something completely different, you know, beyond just a scene, you know, and yeah. they 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 know they are now. <laughs> Yeah, okay. More of my favorite albums. So, By Now by Eyeliner is also an incredible album. Um, Girls Only and um, Summer, Summer, oh my god. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. Oh my god. Um, The other Eastbury fantasy, Summer Night, Summer Night. Um, Girls Only is the one with the, the, the 3D girl with the basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have that seven inch somewhere. Huh. Um, I had another, but it totally just like left my head. Um, I'm, um, does Neo Cali count as vaporwave? Yes, that's my favorite yes. Vectroid okay. album. Because it's yeah, it's yeah. it's one of my favorite albums like oh, of you have all time. Taste. It's amazing. It's What's like, your favorite track? <laughs> uh, um, it's always a toss up between um your heart. Uh, the one that has the the Panasonic sample, um, nice. the uh, Over You, I also really love um, Calm and Wild Wave, which was taken off a while back, but I still oh, fucking love Wild Wave. It rules. Neo Kali is an underrated gem. Neo Kali, like it's yeah, one of one of my life changing albums, I must say. So good, phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh my god. Um, I think this this one I guess leans more towards chill wave kind of. But um, listen to me right now. Another one of my favorite albums of all time is Shriller by Layback. Yeah, no one talks about <gasps> oh it. My it's one god. of the good. fucking albums oh, yeah, I've ever is. heard. Oh my god! When Kasumi right came on now. for the first time with that marimba, uh, I was like, holy layback. fuck! This yes. This oh my queens. god. Like, I Stay Out Tonight was one of the things that made me want to do music. <laughs> oh, my God. Layback. So, guys, that's L-A-Y-B-A-C, by the way. Yeah. Layback, layback if you want to so look fire. it up, there's no K in that. But I uh, I haven't thought about Layback in, in years, and I loved them back every in the Every time Lydia posts an album in Utopia District, every Man, single time I'm like, I yes, forgot. I remember finding that in 2013 or whatever and being like, this is amazing. Completely- Ah, about layback and now as soon yeah. as i get off this chat i'm going to go y'all need to listen to lydia's recommendations recommended wow they have excellent oh my taste gosh. yeah uh, i'm yeah i'm i'm sure that i have like more buried on my hard drive like my external hard drive somewhere that i've had since like 2014 um but right now those are all of the all of my favorite vaporwave albums that i can remember yeah well, I mean, I remember you getting into the scene, and I just remember all your passion for all this stuff. You were such, and continue to be, 
such yeah. a, a tremendous uh, force of like passion and and uh, and inspiration and, and and a great cheerleader for a lot of people too. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! Yeah, I mean, and that's really important is having people around to be like, yeah, yes, because yeah. you know, support you, from your friends is important sock replica had a question about that oh. um wanted to know what it was like for you to come up with mossy frog tapes what inspired the label um i like frogs um <laughs> and yeah. mossy frog tapes is my own label and um yeah like that's yeah <laughs> very cool i i <laughs> mossy frog tapes is not my label this is another this is another twitter joke <laughs> fuck you sop replica all right he has another good one slow dive or my bloody valentine okay so i did my research a for the show i had not uh listened to either of them before today so wow. i listened i, I listened really want to know your answer now <laughs> I listened to wow. one one My Bloody Valentine song and one Slow Dive song, and I what? liked My Bloody Valentine more. Oh, okay. I, this is like a very unbiased opinion. Yes. Because this is an awesome answer. But he did not have experience with either one prior, so wow, we are so lucky to have gotten this like fully unfiltered take, that's, you know? That's perfect. Interesting. What, what track was it? Do you remember? Um... Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, it's let okay. me double let me double check. Um so the slow dive song uh I, I, the slow dive song I listened to was uh Sleep. Okay. Good one. And the My Bloody Valentine song I listened to was I don't remember. i I totally forgot. It's I'm so sorry. Be a good one. Alright. Must have been a good one though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Okay, next. Yeah. I'm going to catch us up on the, the chat's questions, if that's okay. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Poison Dart Frog had a really good one. What do you predict the future of Vaporwave to sound or look like? Okay, so this one is also something that I've been thinking about recently because of how much change is currently happening, I would say, based on like how it was in like 2012 to 2016-ish. Um, I think as a lot of younger people join the scene, they have, like, how do I put this? Um, they don't have, like, the same kind of, like... <sighs> so for me, when I got into the scene, a lot of the nostalgia, like, nostalgia, I guess, um, or, like, the love of the 80, like, 80s stuff, because the 80s mm -hmm. stuff was huge. It was, um, very much so around the beginning was um like kind of through osmosis through my parents um and so like as younger people get into the scene their parents have like different like different stuff that they will pass Very on so. to their children um and so i'm like i'm thinking that like well no i'm not thinking i'm already seeing a wave of like kind of like more like 90s centric or like early 2000s even mm -hmm. um Why like vaporwave stuff we like we see it with barber beats for example yeah. a lot of that stuff is very very like like mid late 90s like kind of 2000s at least in like mm -hmm. sound yeah uh, to me um, a lot of the vaporwave zero stuff that like a hero and simple syrup and the big beat inspired like listen to yeah. free fantasy once type stuff 
very early yeah. 90s influenced. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, drum beats for sure. Yeah. yeah, I will say, and like also you see it kind of with 100% electronica they're doing, like the like very Y2K kind of kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. Vaporwave will always be a very like uh, fragmented in style and aesthetic mm-hmm. scene, I would say. So it's hard to say there's a cohesive future, but um, yeah, I, I I hope that um, I really hope that it doesn't get like super co-opted by um, like mu- like big music. You hope that, big um, music. Azalea Banks doesn't <laughs> rap over a vaporwave song. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't know, I, I see it getting more popular. I see it slowly entering mainstream, especially through what 100% Electronica is doing. And while it's, I do think it's a good thing for a scene to get bigger. I do worry about you know like commercialization and you know artists potentially getting you know taken advantage of by record labels and oh yeah and it's been done kind of unfortunately we yeah had some, some very interesting conversations with some of the other acts on this show about like 360 what are they what did hotel pool calls oh, what did hotel pools um, call it i can't remember what he called it but like, like hotel pools had like couldn't a release any of his own music it was yeah bad. it was crazy that was a great if you guys haven't watched the hotel pools episode go back and do that because he has a he, that's a guy who has a little bit of a, a little bit of a knowledge base into that world because he was involved in it with one of his previous acts and uh yeah but that was, it, he's got a lot to say about that and a lot of warnings to give you know that's like is the nice thing though about vaporwave is that even the bigger acts and the bigger labels it's still controlled by them you know what i yep, mean it's true like, like everything that we do for the most part whether it be big or small is still remains in the hands of the people who are involved in it you know or were you know or have you know are involved in it you know what i mean there's not really a lot of people who are involved in this in in vaporwave that uh are not known by everybody in the vaporwave world and have some history in it and have some credibility in it you know what i mean like it's it's remained for like about like you know for like ten to twelve years now has still like remained in the hands of the people who created and love it and involved themselves in it. You know what I mean? Like there's not like been a lot of people who and a lot, there have been people probably that have tried to come in and like as interlopers and they don't really last that long because you can feel that they're not a member of this world. You know what I mean? They're not a weirdo. Like you can you can feel it and they don't last that long. And I hope it continues like that. You know what I mean? I hope it continues like that. I hope that the events that get set up are still set. The you know it's in the live realm now. I mean, I have a lot to do yeah. with that too. And like, I hope that the events that happen in the live world continue to be controlled by those people. And I hope, uh, you know, even with Young Bay doing his tour and stuff now. I mean, I see the recent what's it called? It's Continental Groove 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 uh, Continental Groove Continental. I mean, he's involving the other people from this world in it you know what i mean and that's a guy who's ventured out into the edm you know circuits and has like dealt with having to you know open for people that are very big and have a very very uh large fan base that you know may not quite understand what young bay does exactly you know and he's like it's a guy you know it's it's a, it's a crazy thing for him to go out and to be in that world and then to come back from it and then to be like okay let's bring vantage on tour you know what I mean? Okay, let's have like George Clan and Brantage and St. Pepsi and like Across and like these other people who are pretty big. You know, let's 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 give them a podium too, and then like I give them a podium, and then maybe they give other people a podium. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> so forth and so on. You know, so you know, 
so far so good for the most part. You know, even even in the realms where it gets a little dicey and you worry about the commercialization of it, right? So far so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like you know so like that that Groove Continental thing with like all the you know with the biggest acts that could be considered part of our scene, including including also like fucking like um, isn't um, Boy Shop's going to be there too and stuff? And Boy Shop is wow. extremely <laughs> popular too. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know good for them for navigating this the way they are so far and let's hope that it continues to at least you know remain its own thing you know what i mean yeah we we yeah, keep, the, keep the interlopers out <laughs> yeah. i think like another thing that's changed in the like really early days is like how do i put this it feels like and i, I hope that this also doesn't come off as like me being an asshole but like it feels like one. every every person has a tape or like gravitates towards getting a physical release everyone's like oh i gotta get a tape out oh i gotta get a record out oh i gotta get a mini disc out and i really miss the days of like stuff just being digital only which yeah (laughs) is like like i do miss that and i'm not sure like necessarily why it may just be the nostalgia talking what do you collect physical (laughs) media lydia i do i do what do you what do you Um, prefer what um what format do you prefer? Um, I kind of prefer records. Um, gotcha. just they're because... actually kind of doing better, I think, than the tapes are these days. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The tapes actually, if what I've noticed with the tapes is that the sales are slowing down with them. Hmm. You know, they actually yeah. selling out a lot slower than they used to. I think people are now buying more vinyl. I'm. I'm trying to figure out how to dub an album onto eight tracks. Um, Ooh, that's something cool that idea. I really want to do um, because I feel like back in like back um, back in the early days, like tapes were kind of dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at yeah, least I don't remember in my experience. And so I feel like you know, bring, like bringing back that like weird like random format was That's something nice. that was. I still think more, CDs more are the most yeah, punk rock. We did that. Media. A, I feel like there was a little bit more experimentation with formats. Yeah, like, I know that I released a few albums on. I've released an album on floppy disk. Yeah, on floppy disk. Um, oh, and, nifty! Uh, I remember when Miami Vice did that. I was like, yeah. oh, how novel! No spine to shiver, no hard cocks. I think it's been like two six, two thousand sixteen or something. Um, uh, on. Um, Unchill Records. I think they did. They released that for me. Uh, but yeah, I would like to see more weird formats. But I do. Pacific yeah. Plaza says in the in the chat as well. Like yeah, tapes sales are slowing down. I think mm-hmm. that since like 2020, since quarantine almost, like tape sales have like started to go down a little bit. And mm-hmm. People are, are 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 buying the vinyls more. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. I guess you know my worry is like that a lot of. Um, artists especially like younger or like newer artists get into it um and immediately think that in order for their work to be like to like mean something it has to be you know released physically right. um, it has to sell out too and, and it has to sell out, out. And, and it's like press, yo sell out. it doesn't have it doesn't that's not about that's not a measure of your worth yeah i mean especially in the very early days of the scene it took forever to sell out a tape it took, it took a long time man oh, yeah. you think like it was like amazing that like surfing would be like yeah we sold out the copies of deep fantasy it took us six months like you yeah. know what I mean? Damn. Like, it's like wow amazing we sold 50 copies in like eight months or 100 copies in like nine months like that's like it was a big deal um yeah. 
it's uh so anyway yeah you're very right about that yeah i think like you know i i want um people to like have a love of the not not like just the music but also like a love of the community and mm -hmm. i think an overemphasis on you know getting your getting your album or ep or something like feeling like you have to have it released and then it has to sell out oh, is yeah. like not it's stifling it hurts <laughs> especially yeah. you know when you make something and it doesn't sell out yeah what do you do that mm -hmm. um well you said you feel like shit <laughs> um it's true yeah. yeah you don't want to get your worth like that and it's going to confuse how you make music if you base it on yeah. that true exactly like yeah i just you know i'm i'm very much like I don't want to, like, I want to make stuff for me. And I think yeah. that's how other people should do it a bit more. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. Lydia, question. Which music genre is the worst? Oh, we're getting to Isaac's questions now. <laughs> Which music genre yeah. is the worst? I'm going to bring um, some hot takes out. I am a proponent yeah. that, like, the vast majority of music, even, like, technically, um, technically not not sort of technically inept songs um technically have inept. like have value and meaning thoroughly um, agree the worst music genre is scene core or like crunk core or whatever the hell <laughs> absolutely like, broken, right. side, broken side fucking Get hated crunk. that shit oh, that is God, uh yeah. yeah that's that's really a that's pretty non-controversial i think in retrospect i can't believe yeah that, that was a thing i was like wow i'm like are I remember being unironically shown Broken Side's cover of Get Crunk by someone that thought it was just the coolest thing. Have you really? seen pictures of Broken Side these days? No, I have They're not. They're actually pretty attractive people now. Hmm. They don't look just, you know, 2008 MySpace anymore. They're, they, they've grown up. Y'all just Google a picture of Broken Side, I promise you. I remember seeing that kind of music for the first time and being like, this was inevitable. I know, right? I knew we were headed. I knew we were headed. Zoomers are like millennials are actually cringe. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're I right. Knew we were headed <laughs> <that> eventually. <laughs> what is your favorite live show that you have attended? I haven't actually attended very many live shows, um, mostly just because I lived outside of Toronto and I was never really involved in my local music scenes, mostly because I was like so into Vaporwave and like no right. one I fucking knew like gave a shit about it. Everyone thought I was weird for liking it. Yeah, um, wild. But like I went to a Tops concert back in November. Um, they're one of my favorite bands and... Yeah like uh, their energy was just so good um they That's were they were difference. like doing their like little you know dancing on stage and um the lead singer also um like plays the flute and so she she took out her flute on stage and was playing her flute um so that one was really good i also went to a hate rock concert um in may and the opening band i forgot what their name was but they were incredible um gotcha. it like it was these two people and one of them was playing the harp and the other one was playing i believe violin and singing um and just like the way that the sound filled the venue and the way that 
uh, like the the atmosphere that they provided with their their playing um and their music like it was it was just amazing um music but, must be experienced yeah. live it's yeah absolutely it's up to 11 it's a completely different experience some people would disagree with you. John Zabelli, he does. He, John Zabelli does hate live shows. He loves to talk about how much he hates live music. I think he's just being difficult. <laughs> but that's uh, part of his. He's, he's, uh, no, I love John. I love. I love. I love when John's difficult. It's so fun. <laughs> so the artist you were referring to is—is is that pronounced Leia? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, and they Very were cool. And after after they played, they went down over to the merch stand, and I like spoke with them a little bit, and they were so nice. They were just lovely people. Really, it's very cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's always wonderful when you meet people that you just saw perform that like provoked a deep emotional response in you, and they're also kind or at least yeah personable. Yeah. I mean, I know not everybody is like socially you know, willing to talk to their fans, but it is cool when, when there's that warmth there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot too. Lydia, are you going to be going to Econ three? The answer is probably not. Um, Damn. I, yeah, I don't have a passport anymore. Mine expired. Forgot um, about the Canada thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just getting there is so expensive, and I have to find a place yeah. to stay, so it's really out of reach for me. It is. It is. There's um, ever since yeah. all of this inflation. I don't know if it's as bad or worse it's possibly crazy. in Canada, but it's it's just there are a lot more have-nots now I than there were even, during Electronicon LA. I can't believe how much the inflation and and all these things have changed in the landscape over like three year period. It's crazy, mm -hmm. and nobody's making more money. You know, it's it's criminal. It's immoral. <laughs> well, in at least in Canada, um, like grocery store CEOs and gas uh, companies have made record profits. Oh yeah, so they, they are the people is making record making profits. Yeah, I can see. Like, I see that squeeze happening with a lot of people who, yeah, who can't go to econ this year because of these issues. You know, and yeah. they, they could one and two. It was fine, but like, you know, like I don't know. It's not a. It's not a recession corn. You know, this isn't like a. I I can't. I don't know. The, I don't know the answer why things are like this. This isn't what that. I'm. I don't. I don't know. Lydia, uh, I want you to think in yeah. your mind of an act that you think is really overrated. And I don't want you to tell me who they are, all right? But I want you to think, someone in the vaporwave scene, what constructive criticism would you give the overrated act that you're thinking of in your mind? Um, do something different now and again. Do something um, different now and maybe again. Maybe try not to play it so safe. Branch That's out a little bit, I think. Advice. It's valuable. <laughs> valuable advice it's tough man i've never been an artist but i feel that like was a, a good, lot that was a weird that was a very like meta question that he just asked i was like oh interesting question i was getting closer i know I we've all that. thought about it but you know at the end of the day it's kind of hard to get out of that safe space because then you'll probably lose some fans that don't like the new direction you took you know yeah um, that is you know the thing, like right? dan mason you know, for example yeah. went full tilted to the midwest emo thing and won a lot of fans and probably lost some. Yeah, you know? I I feel kind of in a similar vein. Like um, 
I feel like out of my albums, July, it was very accessible and not, and like my, my subsequent albums after that became like less and less like that kind of like vibe and gotcha. style. So um, it can be hard to like, you know, branch out and still, and not like alienate, you know, your, your fan base or whatever. <laughs> right. But I think for development as an artist into like, I don't know. How, you gotta innovate. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's Evolve. hard for me to tell other people what they should do, but I'm the kind of person that likes to you know change things up and do something different and like you know challenge myself. Um, and so it, it's I don't I don't know I don't like seeing There's people just do the same medium, thing over you know? and over again. Yeah, changing it up yeah. a little bit. I mean. Skelly's sound has evolved. Lux's sound has grown. Mm -hmm. It's not a completely different flavor, but you guys are doing the Mm -hmm. same thing you've done, but better. I don't even know what I'm doing. It's still me, but it's like, well, this is how I feel right now. This is what the songs are going to sound like. Oh, this is how I feel right now. This is how the songs are going to sound like. It's hard. It's like, it's difficult. Like, I wish that I was the sort of artist that could pick a style and be consistent with it. And that would be my sound. But I can't do it. And I don't want to do it. And, uh, you know, it's it, it costs you being in a, you know, on like somebody's playlist that they make that is like a, like a, like, like a lo-fi hip hop playlist. It's just like, put the whole playlist on. You don't have to think about it too hard. Everything's going to sound in the same vein, you know? Like, unfortunately, I'm not an artist that can, can do that. I can't even right. like, will myself to do that. I can't yeah. even like, I've like thought about it, like, you should really like pick, pick something that you sound like and stick to it. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't. I only get one life. I only get one opportunity right. yep. to make art. You know what yep. I mean? I only get one opportunity to make art. I got to keep trying to make things that interest me and feel like me. And like, it's still me. And you can tell it's still me when I make it. But yeah, it's true. It doesn't sound like this. Or it doesn't sound like this album. Or it doesn't sound like this song. Or it doesn't, whatever. Whatever. Fuck. I'll do you do have any side projects, Lydia? No, I no, all um, syllabus. It's been all syllabus. Um, I am considering doing some side projects now. So that'd be cool. Yeah, I want I want to do some like anonymous anonymous work because I've never been very anonymous. Um, right. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I, I always like flip flop on um, keeping the name syllabus for myself, but um, why don't you it, why don't you tell us about the story behind the name? I wish that it was like a good story, but like literally, it was just I was getting into vaporwave and I was like, hmm, well, what what's a name that sounds good? And I like I was get I think I was in grade twelve. Nice. Yeah, go 11 into 12, and I'm, like, you know, getting ready to try and go to university. Um, and so, like, a lot of, like, academic stuff was on my mind, and I was like, syllabus. That, right. that rolls off the tongue, you know, right. like, 17-year-old me. It really does. It's, it, it does. It, it does. It's a really good name, and it, it, it does roll off the tongue, and it does sort of, like, impart a sense of, like, you're going to learn something. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're going to learn, learn something about... when you listen to this. You will learn about my emotional turmoil on, like, half of my album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the fun thing about the name, is it comes off as, like, it's like, you know, it's like, we're going to be discussing emotions, but we're going to, like, frame it yeah. in this sort of, like, uh, what's the syllabus? Yeah, I originally wanted to do, um, 
like my little idea was to like have um different like school subjects as the albums and oh. then oh, like little like concepts as the trend themes for like relating to each subject but that yeah. that didn't happen yeah <laughs> nah. we all i always have like ideas of like well this can be like this and i'm like ah, nah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah that's too much work <laughs> like I don't, yeah. I'll, I'll lose interest in that yeah and i think that's like another another little thing um a little piece of advice from me is that just because something doesn't fit in with like the you know the vision you have in your head doesn't mean it's like worthless um or even bad like that's why that's part of why people have like aliases and stuff is to release stuff that doesn't necessarily fit with um the main idea that they're working with yeah just release it on your patreon that you're gonna start yeah Lydia, what is your favorite act's most overrated song? This is okay. So, like, act in general, or, or like, like vaporwave act, or like, you like just anyone. Favorite not? act, whatever you want. But this I want you really to tell me hard. their most overrated song. This is really hard because I listen to like a ton of like I listen to a ton of artists. And, like, All right, name some overrated. Like, you can always hmm? you can always give me a bunch of them. Because the more... Is that your favorite one that's on your mind? Go ahead, Isaac. Oh, no, the more answers you give me, the more fun it is. I also, like, don't... I don't don't really, like, like, listen to... Like, I don't pay much attention to, like, what other people think of the artists that I listen to. So, um, like, try... Like, being, like... Like, I don't... I don't really know what, like what like people hype up as like the best mm-hmm. song okay if that makes sense so um i'm trying to like i'm scrolling through my library right now to try and like see something that that's like oh yeah that's overrated yeah i'm sorry i don't think i have i don't think i have a um i don't think i have really have an answer I'm so sorry. You'll think of one in the middle of the night. Yes. Okay. So I want to ask you, you know, you've been a lot more involved in the scene lately than maybe you have been in the the last couple of years. And what kind of prompted you to start doing that again? Um, so back in like December, January, I was starting to get back into uh, music production and wanting to like do more music stuff because for the past, like, since I released um, Rose Colored Death on my Bandcamp, um, it's been, like, on and off work on, like, random stuff. So I have lots of unfinished tracks, like, but um, I I realized that, like, I really just, like, music is one of the most important things in my life, and creating and expressing myself through it is extremely, extremely important to me and a, a really good outlet for me. Um... So I was messing around, um, you know, in Ableton, trying to, like, compose and stuff and, like, do my own, um, make my own sounds and stuff with, like, Serum, that sort Mm. of thing. Um, And I think in either January or February, uh, Indy reached out to me and was like, hey, um, do you want to, like, do something? And I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, I will, why not? Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, indie advent. Yeah, stand up person so, right there. And so that kind of like, I I was like working on this thing, and um, 
that sort of gave rise to like uh, me coming back into like the community a little bit and you know people like show people started like showing me like a lot of love that i wasn't expecting right um and and, you know part of that or part of that that is what really like made me want to like be more involved again because people like oh it's all about the people yeah right 110 percent. yeah and um so that sort of like support and like interest, I guess, in what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, some people have reached out to me and been like, hey, like, you know, this album that you did was like so important to me. And I never know how to respond, but it's it's really like amazing to me that like some of the stuff I did, um, you know, even as a teenager, like had such an effect on someone else's life. I think that's amazing. Not um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I uh, when I found the um, Celebrate Luxury compilation forever, oh, yeah. Yeah. and then somebody I told me that. you set that up. I think you I did. Yeah, still, and I was like, oh, I remember yeah, going I back to Celebrate recordings for years, hoping there would yeah. be a second or a third or yeah. a fourth. Yeah, I remember that. I, I had a track on that. There were well. some fire um, tracks on that release. Yeah, yeah I, was on that. I was on that album as well. Yeah, you Absolutely. were, weren't yeah. you, buddy? That's right. Mm-hmm. Great... Uh, everyone really like came together for it and it was just amazing to see like the community support uh lux who was going was going through some shit back then um and i'm, I'm really happy to have like uh kind of like organized it some shit like did happen behind the scenes on release day um really oh my yeah uh, i'm actually just gonna that. i'm just gonna say this because like i don't give a shit anymore um love it yay i would so that's I was the old, like, that's an old head talking right now, and they're yeah. like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'll say it. Yeah, do it. I was like eight, 18 at the time, and um, there was an Ultra Uru Toro track on it um, on release oh, day. Yeah, I had, Ultra. I, yeah, I had forgotten to um, like upload the track to the album, and f- so for context, like some artists were gonna add their tracks after the album was uploaded, and I would just email them out to people who already bought it, the album nice um and everyone knew this (laughs) this was not a secret um he messaged me on facebook very very angry um calling me a fucking idiot for forgetting to upload his track um what inappropriate yeah um even though like like tracks were still being added lux i told you about this we talked about this i mean um yeah 2014 this came out wow yeah yeah that is a classic release right there mm-hmm. that cyber yeah. reality track it's like a weather channel yeah. wave track and this, this this it queefs be, y'all so this compilation by the way guys features like um um obviously you know obviously myself but also uh you know myself mesh golden living room um a dystopian chick i remember her oh wow oh yeah um, dystopian chic phoenix fire. uh Phoenix 2772, Cyber Reality, Dinosaurus Rex, who of course ran Stratford Court at the time, and also Unreal. Walkie Talkie, who is Andrew, also who, ran, who ran, yeah, who ran, um, who continues to run, Strat continues to run, no, well, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Dinosaurus Rex ran Keats Collective, sorry, and yeah. uh, Walkie Talkie uh, ran, yes. uh, continues to run, it's Andrew Walker, who continues mm-hmm. to run Stratford Court, um, yeah, this is crazy, Macross is on here, 
Um, yep. Young Bay is on here with Banshee yep. Beat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Of course. yeah a um, veritable this, who's who of Vaporwave, courtesy of yeah, the girl. Right right who's here. who of Vaporwave from uh, the 2014. Movers uh, and Shakers. 10, yeah. 2014 era. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's kind of what I miss is like, I feel, you know, now there's a lot of people who aren't in the scene anymore. Or I see like Box so of many... Wolves, who is an un- yeah. you know, him being around. I remember, and that, you, know, you do. You ever go back and look at that these co- old compilations and like you remember these people? And I will tell you what: the people who don't really, who aren't really around anymore, are kind of the ones who sort of fought the vaporwave tag the most. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry you were disrespected like that. That's not appropriate. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no. I didn't know about Quite all that. Quite frankly, if you have uh, if you've kept up with that character, um, it's it's no surprise. Yep. Yep. Moving I right have along. Heard. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but yeah, I just I miss like I I don't know if it's just because I've been gone for so long, or it feels like a lot of people these days, myself included, are like really, really busy, and we don't yeah. have a lot of time to like, you yeah. know, just like hang out uh, and like, I don't know, like a like a stupid Facebook group or like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I miss the like the feeling of like being in like a group of like pals and just doing like yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you the remember pal group is just getting out. bigger. You remember yeah. hanging out in like Neon Nights? Remember Luxury Elites, uh, you know, weekly um, radio show slash uh, chat group that we had. You know, I miss Neon Nights so much. Did you hear what she said on FunnyNet? I did. I not. haven't had a chance to watch the FunnyNet episode because I was she's, playing that show in Boston. I'm just gonna say it because she said it live. What? She's thinking about bringing it back. Oh, that would be fun. It'd be a good time. That would be saying. fun. Yeah, I, I haven't had oh. a chance to watch that episode yet because I, I just been, I've been out of town all weekend. That would yeah, be yeah, you amazing. amazing. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't that be so that much would be fun? Amazing. It'd be like the ultimate <laughs> hangout. Hey, you know they brought turntable back, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. It's uh, uh Tua just posted about that. Yeah. Oh, shout, out, uh, shout out. Uh, Tua, shout out Tua. Another, yeah. another OG, obviously from yeah, the You know very we got computer days dreams scene. in the chat too, guys. Who's it? Oh wow! Really? Yeah, Computer Dreams has has kind of come back yeah. recently too. Super cool! All these great people are like coming back. I was very excited to see Silvis come back. That was very fun. Yeah, we need to we need to finish that track that we were gonna collaborate on that I dropped the ball on totally. Oh, totally yeah. dropped the fucking ball. Definitely, 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 my friend. We'll get back to it. Um. Yeah, this is fun. I actually just want to go visit Toronto now too, and just hang out yeah. at dock parties with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love yeah. it because I I'm a I'm a dancer myself, my friend. Yeah. I, you don't even you, you see me at Terminally Chill or any dance party or party I go to in general. I'm I'm out there. Lux too. I would love to. Yeah. I saw I saw uh, yeah Lux dances a lot too. I know that as well. Yeah. Oh, Soft Replica. I'm sorry to interrupt. Soft Replica had a really good question, as is par for oh. the course. Soft Replica says, given the previous discussion about being more involved with the production of the samples, how does your production process look now versus back in the day? Ooh, Any different question. DAWs, techniques, goals, etc.? Okay, well... Soft Replica's question is always amazing. Always <laughs> smack. <laughs> them and, and Pacific Plaza always smack. Yeah, them Pacific Plaza. Yeah, Alex, amazing question. So the biggest way that um, my production technique has changed is... Um, 
now I don't. I, I use Ableton, um, and now cool. I do not immediately slam warp and then unwarp on a sample I load in, because mm -hmm. now I've realized that um, Ableton will automatically uh, determine the BPM of a song, and it makes adding stuff to that to that sample so much easier. Because in the old days, I would just load it in, slam like warp unwarp. Um, <laughs> use the tuner, tune it down, and then manually add a kick to every beat in the sample. Oh my wow. god! You did it in hard mode. Do that? Holy yes. shit! Are that was you, how wait, July what? was done. Whoa! You were doing that like? Oh, I yes. had no idea, yeah. my friend. Oh my Damn. god! Software that can manually beat matches. Hey, that'll yeah. make you a great DJ. Ask oh, Skelly; that's... he can probably beat match by ear. I only yeah. beat match by ear. Because no, that's, it's that's too hard for me to line the do. other side. That's not true. I'm not very good. I'm, I'm still <laughs> learning, man. What the yeah, fuck? Pacific You're way Plaza better DJ I than I am. I'm, guys, most people I think are a way better DJ than me. But like, I just well, um, I clearly syllabus puts the work in when it comes to production. Were you using Ableton back then as well? Yeah, Ableton okay. Live Nine. Baby. I, I don't produce Live so. Nine, baby. Yeah, that was nice. the one. That was the one. Yeah. yeah. Respect. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm also like I don't know. I'm experimenting more with adding, you know, like, um, like they like different like instruments and synths into it. Um, I'm working on a track for a secret compilation that I shall not Ooh. mention. Um, Ooh. That I've been heavily inspired by um, uh, Vectroids. Uh, nobody here. So nice. that is. Uh, really exciting for me because I'm like adding more stuff than I ever have. Um, Are you talking about the Telnet Erotica? Yes, nobody I'm here. I'm talking about that Telnet Erotica. So nobody fire. here. So far, all of all of her releases are fucking. Amazing. I wish she would. This hot take. I wish she would stop re-releasing different versions, and like the OG version disappears forever. I, I, I get it and I respect see, it. Like. I, I'm very much a, like, you know, art is a very personal thing, and I respect pretty much everything that, art, like, creators do with, um, with their art, so I, I, and I understand wanting to go back and change things and re-release yeah. things, um, and so, like, I don't know, I, I gen, I do generally support her because, and, um, because, like, it, it's not that hard to find, um, stuff that's been taken off. Like, I have, you know, Wild True. Wave that was taken off of, of Neo-Kali before I ever even, like, knew of that album. Um, so, I don't know. I think it can be hard with, you know, like, smaller artists uh, where people don't really archive, you know, their work. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I support her, you know, doing... I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know, like, why she does that. But... Um, like whatever fits her vision i guess that's fine with me i respect it too i just miss <laughs> the older versions of some of her songs yeah. or you know the omissions that she did i'm just like why'd you take that out you're such a perfectionist it was but it was so good yeah and yeah i i fall into the same the same kind of trap on my own stuff which is part of why it's taking so long to do things and also like real life stuff adult right. life you know do you have any go-to favorite kinds of music for different moods? Like, do you have, like, a go-to happy music or sad music or angry music? 
Um, angry music, I usually gravitate towards like post-industrial or um, like noise punk or cool. Like, um, you big locust but... fan? No, <laughs> no, not a locust fan. Okay. No, I um, my my like favorite artists working within that genre are like Street Sex, um, uh, Youth Code. Um, I love Youth Code. Uniform I, in the Body. I I, de- oh, I love Uniform I'm, in the Body. I'm the album they did together. Yes, Holy yes. fuck. That album is amazing. Oh, I love the body in general and all the collaborations they do. They are they seem like really cool dudes that like are really into supporting people and 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 championing people. Like Lingo I've noted had like so oh. much kind things to say about the body and how much they helped and supported her in the early days of her career. Okay. And now so like just like man, the body is like I don't really like they're one of those bands that like I'm like, man, they're out there and they're like really like helping people out a lot and really helping interesting artists out. And I love that uniform in the body album that you're talking about right now. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. It's that's I I love that album. Um and then Oh, and then also specifically, um, Ultra Pop by The Armed is an oh, amazing yeah, album. Great. You, you uh, mentioned I'm such a you mentioned I've not heard any of this. So it's really funny. You mentioned Youth Code, and mm-hmm. like, I love Youth Code. I've seen Youth Code multiple times. And oh, and Hyde. I, yes. Who? So, but with Youth Hyde. Um, Hyde. Thank you. Yeah, they're another post-industrial uh, kind of band. Their their Castration Anxiety EP is my favorite release from them. I, I have to brag for one second though and interrupt everybody because I was DJing a goth night one time at the Barbary and Youth Code was there, well, was was at it. Like I think. Oh, Sarah, that artist was them. Yeah, the one who Sarah. The I one that like came up to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I have a picture. So I was DJing and Sarah was there and I think she was actually not even playing as Youth Code. She was doing merch for some other band that was playing that she was friends with and she just happened to be in town to see them and like like. Somebody went to that show and said, hey, you know, across the street from the venue, this this has happening. They're doing a goth party. And, like, Sarah came to the party and, like, was dancing to my music and then actually came up to the DJ booth and, like, high-fived me and, like, looked at me like this. And she said, great, I'm having the best time. And then we fist-pounded. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's Sarah from Youth Code. Holy fuck. Like, I have a picture. I'm going to... I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna Instagram later and I'm gonna send you this photo I have of her like like shaking my hand like uh, someone caught it and took a photo of of her doing it and I'm like I was like such a thrilling moment for me such a youth code fan. So that's your angry music. Do you have any go to like sad music or happy music? Um, not like specific genres, but I do have I like little like playlists that I've made for like you know melancholy. Um, so like my mel- my my like biggest melancholy album is like Sugar at the Gate by Tops. Um the artist the band that you saw. Yes, yeah, yes. Very cool. Um my um my like upbeat stuff is like Ginger Root, um uh, you know, Vectroida, Lovely Summer Chan, uh, who are really fucking cool. Um, um yeah, I wouldn't say, like, there's a lot of, like, genre cohesiveness, I guess, um, in the music I listen to. I just, all it's all good. about the vibe. <laughs> That's kind of what I was wondering. I'm, I'm yeah. a real big, I'm a big genre fan. Mm-hmm. I love, fucking love grouping things. I couldn't tell you why, but a lot of people just kind of go on vibes and moods and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, wish I were DJ, more like you that. Do that. Well, as a True. DJ, you do that. Like, oh, yeah, there's DJ, definitely, you're absolutely right. You can kind of tell when a song is, like, 
just kind of drab, I guess you could say. I yeah. don't know. Or when it goes in a direction that you're not really like trying to, to go. How do you know when a song grabs you, like when you hear it for the first time? I become enraptured, I guess. Um, I start listening to it over and over again. It like the first time is usually like, okay, I'm like I'm I'm feeling very emotional right now mm-hmm. uh, when I listen to the song. Um, like, <sighs> it's hard for me to describe, but I like I'll resonate very strongly um, on on like a very deep like I feel the song in my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, like, what, like, I guess what genre or, like, who necessarily who did it, I guess, I mean, I guess, well, but, um, it's, yeah, like, when, when I really, really like a song or an album, it just becomes a part of me for a bit, um, and I will just play it all the time. The most nice. recent one, uh, the most recent one that had me like that, which you are going to hate, Isaac, is uh, "Dewdrops in the Garden" by Delights. You know, I am a respecter you, who of are a good, all who are a good band, and I love the music they make. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> what songs it. by them have you listened to? Like, I know you know "Bruises in the Heart" because everyone knows that. But have you listened to any of their other music? No. So, then we don't... I love how you just put this on me. I'm just like the lovable scamp that everyone loves to hate. But I'm just not a How do you know that you hate them from one song? You know, um, I guess, like, singles, to me, I don't like things that are overplayed. There are some, some... I'm sorry, go ahead. None of their other shit is overplayed. There so are, I would probably like, like it. One hit wonders. Fucking listen to them. <laughs> Put me on. Listen. Damn. Like no, listen. I didn't listen even have to, to ask for the hot take. Like listen to the great. rest of World Click. Listen to Infinity Within. Listen to Infinity Within. Uh, and that, and listen to Dewdrops in the Garden. All right. Albums. So let's let's listen come back. To it and you what is like it. what is the most overrated <laughs> Delight track? I. I mean, they like they only had one like over, like they only had like one hit song, so it is "Groove Is in the Heart." But I I, I do really like "Groove Is in the Heart." <laughs> uh, we're getting late. It we is. It is. About, um, we have to start talking about shoutouts. While you're on that soapbox, go ahead and go all in and uh, promote anything you want. Shout out anything you want. Say anything you want. I think shout outs to uh, Lux. Uh, I love you. You're love my, Lux. You're one of my best friends. Um, I love you so much. And I'm thankful every day for the influence you have had on my life. Uh, you're a wonderful person. And oh my god. Okay. I, no, shout outs. I got, I'll, I'll, I'll message you this later, Lux. Um, <laughs> um, shout outs to also MP3 Neptune. Um, very cool. Wonderful, wonderful person doing really, really cool stuff um, yeah. on their label Slow Internet. Check it out if you get the chance. Um, Midi Life. I I'm almost back in contact with her, but I need to actually like message. But 
wonderful, wonderful person. Um, Shoutouts to Ryan St. Pepsi. Hell yeah. Uh, another like very inspiring person to me. Um, Shoutouts to Indy for being one of the catalysts Shout to out getting Indie me back Advent. to doing stuff. Um, and then shout outs to you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, of course, and thank you. Yeah, I, I have very much missed um, missed you guys, and I miss, you know, I miss a lot of... I'm glad to hear that things. you're among friends and yeah. good company. I mean, I'm glad you're we, back. Love I'm you. not an OG, OG, but, you know, I... You are been what around are you, for a while. Talking about? You Chris are an OG. Is, I don't know why you always say that. You've been around since the fucking beginning. You're like, oh, I'm not an OG. Like, you were, dude. You're, you're oh. like mixes what? on Tumblr. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you saw those. Nice. Yeah. PSQ dance. Yes, that cool. was how we became friends is because... Cause it, I thought cause I met you through the Vape Council. I mean, maybe, but like I knew about, but it about been. like your, your Tumblr blog before then. Yeah, that TSQ <laughs> Shout out Tumblr. Yeah. That TSQ dance. Um, yeah. Yeah, some uh, of us are still around. Yeah, but um, those are my shout-outs for now, I think. I hope I didn't forget any... any. Oh, shout-out to Porter Vaughn, who's super nice. Uh, I miss yeah, shout out to Porter. Him. They've been kind of quiet lately. They, they, they always to see go them again. those periods like that. Right. Yeah. When they come back, it's always a very positive uh, energy. You know? And, uh, yeah, Porter's not too far from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're... Yeah. Did you yeah, have anything you wanted to uh, promote yeah. or tease? Um, not at this time. Honestly, a lot of what I'm working on is still very early, so I don't want to be like like you know vaporwave producer. Big things coming soon when they're not right. coming soon. Um, but you know I'm working on stuff. Um, you know, stay tuned. Very New cool. things will come as I as I finish them. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Let's let's um, thank Syllabus for joining us tonight, and Doctor Chris, what have you got going on in your world? Sure, I uh, just did a show in Boston with Mirna Tilde and Melanie and Fiber and Pat Chunnington, and um, and uh, and it was very fun. That was a nice time. I do believe, and I don't exactly know if the dates have been confirmed yet for which ones that I'm playing with, but obviously um, the uh, Vaporwave, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Circuit Circuit Zero Summer Tour that Van Gogh, yeah. A Hero, Simple Syrup, Be Careful, and Black Midi are, are doing. Um, I'm, I'm involved in that for some of the dates, definitely the Philadelphia one. So other people who are going to be involved in that are iClick and Rail, you as well, my friend. Yeah, we got to roll uh, that ad that Mean Curry made. Shout out Mean Curry. Fiverr, I know, is going to be there. He has mm-hmm. been officially announced yet, but he's part of the more. And uh, yeah. plus more. And um, so I don't exactly know when the date is for that or the dates that I'll be participating in that, but I'd like to do one or two uh, of the dates with that, not just the Philadelphia show, but I'm going to see if I can do another one with these guys as well. Um, also, uh, as for music, I do have like a new track that's finished and is mastered. I'm waiting for the art to come back from um, Marcello Levin, who's a phenomenal um, digital media artist. He did the cover of Vapor Never Sleeps. He's working on that. So as soon as that cover's done, I'm going to put that up on the old streaming services and such. I've got some remixes that I'm working on, including one for our dear friend Patch Notes, which should be finished Ooh. soon. And I finished a Be Careful remix as well, but... I'm very picky, and I keep tweaking it, so it's probably going to take another another few weeks before that's finished as well. And then, uh, aside from that, 
Thaler Rave, uh, which is the Terminally Chill Sister Party in Sacramento at Golden Bear, run by DJ Fantacat, is, I believe, this weekend. So if you're in the Shit, Sacramento yeah. area, go see the go to Sailor Rave. It is like the Terminally Chill Sister Party, basically, where they play a lot of like Y2K music, hyper pop, future funk, anime groups, and such like that. It's the sister party. That you girl knows how to rock a crowd. Fantacat is an amazing individual, by mm-hmm. the way, who runs these parties, manages these parties, DJs them. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she does everything for the Terminally Chill NorCal parties. She and she's an incredible DJ and she's an incredibly strong person and mm-hmm. terminally chill. I don't think I could run this part these parties without her presence because she's my compatriot and like most of the decisions that I make about the party, we, we make them together and I come I, I you know I uh I, I have a conference with her. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. very very trusted compatriot. So it's like so if you get the opportunity to DJ a terminally chill NorCal party or do an event with her, understand that like that person is extremely impressive and you are lucky to be working oh, yeah. with her you know i can, I can mean? vouch for that good times mm-hmm. she is not just like a host she's a fucking integral part of this of the whole terminally chill enterprise and i couldn't do it without her and she's trusted to do that because that that, that chick's a doctor as well she just got her, her doctorate oh yeah in bio. all around bad bitch <laughs> in, in whatever the fuck crazy science she does but yeah right so shout out Fantacad would not have me doing Terminally Chill if I didn't have that person also to help me manage it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, yes. Uh, I think that's okay for me for shout-outs for now. Very that's cool, good. Doc. Um, I'll round it out, and we'll say Oh, goodnight. wait, no, one more thing. Also, last thing. Uh, yeah, Polymath Vampire, available on Business Casual. Yeah. Link Badass in the album. chat. Thank Beautiful. you. Collaborations with myself, Donor Lens, uh, Hawaii 94, Golden Living Room, Tower of the Sun, and Winter Quills. Movie, very moving work. If you guys haven't oh, checked it you. out, I love it. It's my favorite thing you've ever done. I messaged you that wow. one day, and I wasn't. You did joking. tell me that. It's my favorite you. thing you've ever done. Um, very synth-based. I did a uh, um, a local access. Um, oh, this is guys. This is amazing. You've got to check this out. Are you going to post the Twitch to Twitch? Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I yeah. Uh, participated. Oh, did you see it too? I participated yeah, was... in a uh, variety slash um, dance show uh, called Dream Wishes USA, um, and uh, I uh, DJ just you know some some danceable kind of future funk stuff, including one of Chris's favorite tracks. I made sure to send I you that, that clip, um, and it was pretty awesome. People had a great time. I got compliments all around, especially from the people that threw the party. Uh, they they were very impressed and uh, uh, got paid. Um, shout out to Dream Wishes USA for for having me on. Had a great time. Um, of course, I'm participating in Circuit Zero. Um, the uh, the video's out, so the the dates and most of the information is out. Uh, you're looking at late August. Uh, thank you, Lux, for the Twitch video for the Dream Wishes USA party. Uh, yeah, but I'll be supporting. Think... Go ahead. Oh no, I guess you gotta watch this. This is crazy. This is so fun. It's such like a weird interdimensional public access version of like American Bandstand mm-hmm. or Soul if you Train. Like Tim and Eric, or with, like awesome Neverwave music and weirdos dancing. To they the they had um, David Liebehart on there one time. I um, wow. I mean, so guys, yeah. like you gotta watch this. Like it's it's like it's like a, it's like a uh, like a relic from another dimension. It's it's so fun. It's exactly it was what, so like, fun. It's mm. it's just like they have like the fun cuts and the star wipes and stuff like it looks like it's such the perfect 
um, aesthetic, you know, vision for like a vaporwave dance party. If a vaporwave dance party yeah. was like a TV show, like American Bandstand or, as I mentioned, Soul Train or something, like you guys got to watch this. This and is I, like I, I hope blo- it's not a secret. Away. Um, Lux, let me know if I can name drop the person who is in charge of those visual effects. Um, while I wait on her answer, I'll just mention um, I am participating in Circuit Zero. I'm uh, opening in um, the uh, Chicago date and the Lexington date, uh, along with iClick and in Rail for, of course, a hero, Simple Syrup, and Van Gogh. Uh, shout out, be careful for putting that whole thing together, and shout out, me shout out for be that, careful. Sh- that badass video. Um, Robert Beatty does the visual effects for Dream Wishes USA, otherwise known as the guy who did all the One O Tricks Point Never album artwork. The, the the weekend album artwork, uh, the Kesha tour, uh, really cool guy. Um, the um, Circuit Zero tour is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I am um, participating in another live stream event. Uh, I don't think it's been announced, but um, another uh, live stream event coming up here pretty soon, putting together a bubblegum bass set. Um, the uh, other live stream event I'm participating in has not also... There's a lot of stuff that's not been announced, so this... <laughs> You know, it'll get announced here sooner rather than later, but I've got some deconstructed club tracks that I put together for a uh, for a big one that's coming up that's really really exciting. Um and then um some uh, some tours being teased uh that also have not been announced by an artist that was r- recently on the show. Uh putting something together that I'm going to be opening for that I'm very very excited wow. about. Hopefully that Oh uh, wow. I turns really into something. About this. Yeah, so much that I don't, I don't know, know if this. I can say. You know, I don't. I don't want to do too much post-production editing. But uh, of course, of course, I've. You know, some good things are happening. Um, I'll be doing a show in Nashville coming up in July, opening for uh, uh, Will Wade. You know, previous guest of the show. It's got a noise uh, rock, a noise band called the Gallstones. I'll be playing some some love. Will love love Will Wade. Talk. So got that coming up in July. Um. And then yeah, some some live streams, some some uh, actual live shows, but Circuit Zero is the big one. Um, shout out to all of you guys that tuned in. Shout out to yeah. Syllabus for agreeing to come on and and wow us and entertain us, uh, and and being willing to share some of your more intimate uh, you know secrets and and truths. Um, one last uh, one last time, I'll say if y'all feel so led. If you follow the link that I just posted to the uh, donation tab, optional, but hey, it helps us out with equipment upgrades and commissioning your friends. Every dollar goes right back into the scene, uh, the Vaporwave scene where we support each other. Um, We're going to wrap up the broadcast tonight, but tune in in two weeks at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash hottakesvapor for a night with Persona La Ave. If you don't remember Persona La Ave, they've been around for a long time, along with Syllabus and myself and Skelly. So they reached out to us about being on the show, so they're going to be on in a couple weeks. And then a very, very big one coming up right after that that I'm not going to announce just quite yet. But stay tuned, and don't forget to tweet us, Facebook, post about us, uh, bring your friends. And um, if you like hot takes, same time, same place in two weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you.